Hello and welcome back to the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. Going to read today from 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 35 to 49 as we continue to dig into this wonderful chapter from the Word of God. I've entitled this episode Body Confidence and we are thinking clearly about the resurrection of the body. Let's pause and ask for God's help as we pray. Lord, we praise you for your love. We praise you for the day that we're in, for the moments that we inhabit. And we ask now that you would give us real focus that we might dig deeply into your word. Show us the truth and the power of things that we have believed maybe for many years and show us new things as well. May more light, may more truth break out from your word to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. So chapter 15 and beginning at verse 35. But someone will ask, how are the dead raised and what kind of body will they come? How foolish. What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. When you sow, you do not plant the body that will be, but just a seed perhaps of wheat or of something else. But God gives it a body as he has determined, and to each kind of seed he gives its own body. Not all flesh is the same. People have one kind of flesh, animals have another, birds another, and fish another. There are also heavenly bodies, and there are earthly bodies. But the splendour of the heavenly bodies is one kind, and the splendour of the earthly bodies is another. The sun has one kind of splendour, the moon another, and the stars another. And star differs from star in splendour. So it will be with the resurrection of the body. The body that is sown is perishable. It is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonour, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. So it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living being. The last, Adam, a life-giving spirit. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural, and after that the spiritual. The first man was the dust of the earth. The second man is of heaven. As was the earthly man, so are those who are of the earth. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are of heaven. And just as we have borne the image of the earthly man, so shall we bear the image 
of the heavenly man. Again, such powerful words and words to lift our spirits and lift our faith. They're also words which inform a really crucial thing for us and cut against various things in our culture and against a fair bit of Christian culture as well. Let's follow this through and let's begin by asking a question. What is your view of the future? Is it simply going to heaven when you die? If so, this passage carries wonderful countercultural good news. The future is much more exciting than that. For when Christ returns, we will receive new resurrection bodies and take our place in the new heavens and the new earth. This glorious gospel truth left some of the Corinthians scratching their heads and asking questions about the nature of the new body. They were not the last to speculate about this. The early church writer Oregon has the view which is slightly bizarre, that the resurrection body would be spherical, that it would be round. The Corinthians were struggling with this as well and just thinking, well, well, well what will it look like? And you know, thinking if a, a body has crumbled to dust or if a body hasn't been buried, uh, what's going to happen? How can it be raised again? And Paul provides an illustration from nature to help us. A seed is sown and dies and becomes a plant. He writes about this in verses 37 to 38. And this process, a seed being sown and a plant emerging, is, when you think about it, absolutely amazing and quite hard to explain logically. With such illustrations... And the reminder that this is God's work, we are reassured. Many believers have doubts about the future. I've sat pastorally with radiant Christians who, as death approaches, have still asked, is the gospel really true? And as I've said in previous podcasts, thoughtless Christians who are not facing death themselves can dismiss such fears too easily perhaps with a a quick comment like, where is your faith? They do forget that verse 26 tells us, death is the last enemy. It will be defeated, but it remains for us a frightening thing. God knows what we need just when we need it. We can be confident of our solid, embodied, wonderful future, But even if we're not, God will still see us through. If your loved one has been cremated, they will rise again to eternal life if they knew and trusted in Jesus as their Lord. If someone died thousands of years ago and they were in Christ and all that remains of them physically has crumbled to dust, If they were lost in time of war, 
whatever it was, whatever the circumstances, it's like a seed being planted in the ground that at the resurrection will become a beautiful plant. I pray that today our faith would be strengthened by the promises of God's word and our understanding of the power of God. Lord, renew our faith. And what about this sure and certain and solid future? The solidity of it is the key thing. Uh, I've got my, my hands on my knees and I can, I can feel them. They're solid and real. The resurrection body and the new future that we have is not less solid and real than that, but it's more solid, more real. Uh, I'm touching the table that's in front of me. Uh, my feet are on the ground as I sit. I'm sitting on a, a solid chair. So much more will the future be solid and real, and in this case, permanent, eternal in every way. This is our wonderful future that informs our mission and our ministry in the present. We're not just plucking disembodied souls from the fire so that they can go to heaven when they die. Absolutely, we are commending the gospel that demands a personal response from us. And yet we have a solid and a real future. It's the renewal of creation. It's all things being made new. And so the work that we do now is really investing in that future. And as we engage in acts of love, as we engage in creation care, as we engage in all the work that God has called us to do, whatever it may be, then we are engaging in kingdom ministry and there will be fruit from it in God's good time. So may God give us a confident faith whenever we face the last enemy. May we thank God that even when our faith wavers, he will see us through. And may we engage in kingdom work as we live our lives in the light of the solid, embodied, and eternal future that is ours. Let's pray together. Lord, we praise you that you give us this wonderful future hope. Lord, it's so glorious here. It's so real. As we read these verses, as we reflect on them, we can almost reach out and touch it. We can taste it. We can see it. Even so, come, Lord Jesus, we pray. Lord, give us a confident faith so that when we face, in John Bunyan's terms, the river of death, you would strengthen us and give us a strong testimony of your presence and your grace. But Lord, even if we're not able to manage that, even if the river just seems impossibly deep, Lord, we know that you will carry us through because our wonderful future isn't dependent on the amount of our faith. It's dependent on your great and wonderful faithfulness, on the promises of your word and on your immeasurable power. 
And Lord, help us, as the hymn says and as the scripture says, to live our lives against that day in the light of the day of your coming. Lord, may this future hope not be pie in the sky when we die, but steak on the plate as we wait. May it inform and encourage us in the present, in whatever ministries you've given us to do. Ministries of mercy, ministries of love, ministries of building up, ministries of sharing the gospel, ministries of engaging with you in all the work that you are doing in the world. Lord Jesus, strengthen us, inspire us today. For we ask these things in Jesus' name.